You're listening to the Incomparables Total Party Kill podcast in which a group of friends play Dungeons and Dragons on the internet for your amusement. This is episode number 197, posted July 2019. Pitfall Situation. Welcome back to Total Party Kill. I'm your Dungeon Master, Tony Sindelar. I've attempted to end this podcast and end it all by crushing all of the players underneath rocks. And yet, for some reason, we're still playing. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess this, this episode might just be me talking about rocks and how great I feel about rocks. Rocks are great, everybody. I concur. Well, we record these very far apart, people, so that I can make the same jokes again. Thanks for listening to them in close proximity. Uh, welcome to the podcast, uh, Jason Snell. Jason Snell, who are you playing? Uh, Peter Dragonforge, who is a paladin and human and really loves Bahamut. Uh, also, welcome to the, the podcast, uh, Monty Ashley. I am playing Melik, a tiefling wizard. And the last member of the Dragonforge and Associates team joining us today, welcome to the podcast, Sarah Barbour. Thank you. I am playing Rizwin, a dwarven cleric. So, uh, as you have maybe guessed, since I've only introduced uh, half of the Dragonforge and Associates team, uh, the fate of the other half of Dragonforge and Associates is unknown. Dun-dun-dun. Uh, no! Peter Dragonforge, you find yourself under rocks like a lot of rocks uh you are fighting or not fighting you are witnessing a fight between uh some lizard folk and ender the rogues gang of rapscallions and unfortunately uh the things got out of hand and the whole chamber kind of collapsed in you have fallen probably somewhere deep below the level of undermountain that you were in there's a lot of rocks on you probably mixed into these rocks are some rogues and uh lizard folk or possibly ex-rogues and ex-lizard folk um and you've taken quite a a beating i've already we've already negotiated hit points um but uh you are alive just you know under rocks have we negotiated hit points i know i lost some healing surges i don't think i know how many hit points i lost by we did not negotiate hit points well the, the the we we immediately translated uh damage done to you by rock slide into lost healing surges okay. that's a that's that just an efficiency thing thank you of like let's let's not we're not talking about how much damage you've taken we're talking about how many hit surges you hit surges you just lost uh it's like an order of magnitude more than damage it's it's convenient Ouch. so yeah so i'm gonna try to push these rocks off of me and get a look around and see where the heck i am all right, give me an athletics check to try and free yourself from some rocks. Oh, well, that's not going to go well, because Peter of Dragonforge is bad at athletics. Um, <laughs> Why is that on your business cards? Anyway, <laughs> let's see what I roll. Ah, that's a four. Cam. Dice Yay. game. <laughs> oh, uh, you are straining, and uh, I'm going to say that you, uh, you've got like kind of like you're, you're, you're still from the waist down covered in rocks uh but you you're looking around and your eyes are kind of you know focusing and you appear to be in uh kind of a dimly lit there's some maybe some uh phosphorescent fungi uh not in a dungeon but more of a cavern and uh there's just a huge huge pile of rocks that was probably what used to be the chamber that you were in last year remembered around you uh it sounds like some of the rocks or maybe some of the things under the rocks are groaning uh uh-huh. So there is, though there, you don't see any of your friends. It's the famous uh, groaning rocks of Undermountain. 
You I do too. hear you do hear some some people who sound sad. Oh, the sad. I too am going to rise out of rocks. People of Undermountain. Uh, Rizwin, would you like to roll an athletics check to try and get out of rocks? How's All it right. twenty three? Rizwin, you're great. You're out of the rocks. You cool. know, as a, as a dwarf, rocks are your friends. Yeah, uh, this is like you, afternoon nap. Yeah, you just kind of scurry out. You see Peter, who looks like he's still very much trapped under some rocks. Um, there's a lot of rocks around you. Um, do do I see anything extra because of my low light vision? Uh, yeah, yeah, you totally do. Hold on, let me remind myself how to use roll twenty as a a, a monthly activity. I do is do do do. So it's a uh, kind of a, a shadowy cave lit only by some uh, phosphorescent uh, fungi. Um, mm-hmm. It Basically, the north wall of the cave is just like a huge rock slide. Um, so there's it, it would take some serious, probably even for a skilled team of dwarves, serious amount of time to excavate uh, the passage to the north. Um, but and, you know, it's a cave and you look, it seems like there's probably a cave tunnel uh, leading off to the east. Um, hmm. you see, you see Peter, you also hear the sounds of some sad people trapped under rocks. Well, rocks. Um, I'm going to immediately, uh, leap into action and try to, uh, get people out from under the rocks so they don't get crushed. All right. You want to give me another athletics check? Uh, sure. Uh, 12. That one's less. All right. That's okay. You'll do it. Uh, you are excavating a rock and, uh, you see, uh, uh, kind of a, a scaly arm underneath. You think it might be uh, uh, your, uh, your your associate, Acrid. Yeah, keep digging. Keep digging. Um, so you uh, you unearth this person, and it is not your friend, the Dragonborn Warlord, Acrid. Uh, it appears to be another uh, owner and operator of scales. Uh, it appears to be a lizard folk, and to play that horrible, horrible monster, please welcome to the podcast, Jane Red. Hello! Uh, Jane, who are you playing today? I am playing Kroka, the lizard folk. Kroka, you have been buried alive, so you've taken some damage, uh, but a dwarf has just pulled you out of a giant pile of rocks. You're not acrid. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Uh, I jump to my feet um, and say, who are you? Um, I, I'm Rizwin. Uh, who are you? I'm Kroka. What, okay. Uh, what happened? Uh, we appear to have collapsed in a, a pile of rock. Um, also, I'd like to check and see if I know enough about, uh, lizard folk anatomy to see if she's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 1d20 plus 11. Um, uh, 22. Does she look okay? Uh, Kroka has also been, you know, buried alive, and I've basically knocked off a bunch of healing surges for from her. Uh, mm-hmm. We could say that, you know, if you mechanically fine, but you know, being buried alive is still rough. Probably, you know, some uh, some healing would be, you know, uh, though though maybe not mechanically necessary. The polite thing to do as a as a healer mm-hmm. and well, as a we, victim of a rock slide. <laughs> once we unbury everybody, I think we can manage that. Um, well, we've been buried in rock slide. Let's get everybody else out. Uh, mm. okay. Peter, you're there too. You're just yeah. half buried. Yeah, can I try to unbury myself, or I'm should I just say, "Hi, uh, I'm Peter. We we wandered into this cavern and or into this room, and everybody was fighting lizard people and and uh, knee breakers who were jerks, and uh, then boom, rocks fell, and we were here. Hi. 
Now, yeah, Kroka, uh, it occurs to you, uh, you, you might be uh, uncertain about the nature of these creatures. Your, your tribe has been at war with some, uh, some rogues that have been invading your territory. And though it's, you know, I don't know if these people look particularly roguish, uh, they do look like non-lizard folk. Uh, and so far, every non-lizard folk you've encountered, at least in the last couple of days, has been someone trying to murder you. Uh, Jason, you want to give me an athletics check to try and get yourself out of those rocks? Uh, yes, I would like nothing more. To fail at an athletics check again. 15. All right, you're out. Yeah, that's the most athletic Peter Dragonforge has felt in a very long time. Uh, all right, so all right. Croker, Rizwin, and Peter, you are all free of the rocks. It does seem like there's at least a couple more people buried in the rocks near you. Yeah, let's Kinda keep searching for people. Yeah, that's right. Should I roll more athletics to keep pulling off rocks? Give me, why don't you give me a perception check? Because there's plenty of rocks you could pull, but you probably want to try and find people. Um, Very true. Because, you know, theoretically, you could, you know, if you're moving rocks from one run rock pile to another, you could be easily, you could be additionally burying somebody while uh, not un, unburying mm. anyone. Critical fail. Rizwin, you know what? You're really, you find you're really great at rocks. What you're not really great at is finding Pe- people in rocks. People? Yeah. yeah. Search and rescue is not my strong point. You're just rescue, right? Yeah, I mean, just, you just have rescue. a strength. Somebody else can yeah. search. Yeah. Okay, where's uh, Bellic? Where's Acrid? Where's everybody? So, um, Kroka is holding her staff really closely as she watches you. She definitely doesn't know you people, doesn't trust you. Um, but I do have the ability to use an air spirit to move objects that are less than 20 pounds. Uh, so I guess maybe I just try lifting and moving. 20 pound chunks at a time trying mm-hmm. to sift through and see if I can find more lizard folk faster than they can find uh, more interlopers. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, Kroka, uh, I think the first thing that you uncover is uh, is your pet. Um, so, uh, as as uh, Peter and Rizwin, you're, you're uncovering rocks, Croca uh, is using some uh, druidic magic to uh, airlift some rocks out of the way, and suddenly, Croca uh, uncovers uh, what appears to be, uh, have we decided, is this a crocodile or an alligator? How do you feel? Um, it's an alligator. You can yeah. tell because of the snout. Yep, so there's an alligator that's suddenly... In the pile oh. of rocks with all of you. It, I don't know. Maybe it kind of makes like a like a kind of low alligator purr. Yep. He's happy that he's not buried under rocks anymore. He crocs. Yep. And Croca gives him a little pat on the head and says, good. I am glad that I found you. All right. Can all I right. keep searching? Uh, yeah. As well. Another uh, perception check. Mm hmm. Uh, 13. Uh, that's pretty good. You know what? You, uh, uh, you, you feel like, uh, you were standing somewhere near Melek when all this happened and you, you get a sense that he is, uh, might be buried, uh, right near you. If you want to start, you, you or Rizwin wants to start excavating there. Sure. I assume that Melek is knocked out since he hasn't actually rolled to get himself out yet. Apparently. <laughs> all right. I, uh, I'm going to dig over there. I'm going to help maybe, out too. Maybe he's happy. Uh, give me some <laughs> athletics checks, people. 16. Maybe he's found a round rock that he thinks is an orb. <laughs> mm-hmm. Eight. All right. Well, Rizwan's doing most of the work, uh, but uh, <laughs> Dwarf. typical. Monty, uh, Melek has been unearthed from this uh, landslide. How, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. I was kind of hunched around my orb, protecting it from the rocks with my mm. 
my uh, weak tiefling body. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so, Kroka, uh, you there are now three, uh, I guess you could call them interlopers present here. Uh, Peter is a, uh, a human paladin of Bahamut. Uh, Rizwin is a dwarven cleric. And Melek is a tiefling uh, warlock? Wizard. Wizard. I always get that wrong. Uh, it just feels you, better. He should be a warlock. Tiefling should be warlocks. It's spooky. I feel like you, you, you've you got a lot of the warlock aesthetic going, right? Yeah. So, you know, like the difference between a warlock and a wizard is like a warlock shops at Hot Topic and the wizard's just in the library. He styles himself as so, a warlock, but is actually yeah. a wizard. <laughs> uh, I am going to get so many tweets from warlocks when this airs. And Hot uh, Topic. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Kroka, you think there's at least one more person uh, buried uh, nearby where you pulled yourself out? Um, I'm going to, um, click my tongue a t- couple of times and then Bash sort of, uh, slithers over and starts, uh, moving rubble and rock out of the way. Uh, Peter, who is this? That uh, is a I, Your guess is as good as mine. It's a lizard person and her pet? Her name is Croca. Yes, I am Croca. Leave and me alone. So, <laughs> uh, you unearth. Uh, there appears to be another lizard person oh, here. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, you unearth uh, somebody from your tribe uh, p- who will be uh, joining us on this podcast to play that second lizard folk. It's Brian Hamilton. Brian Hamilton, wel- welcome to Total Party Kill. Now, is it Thank lizard you so folk much. or dragonborn? Lizard These folk. are lizard folk. Okay. So, uh, Brian Hamilton. Here. And Brian Hamilton, for our devout uh, Total Party Kill uh, listeners, uh, Brian Hamilton will actually be playing a character uh, introduced in Total Party Kill episode 84, um, which was like three years ago. Um, <laughs> and likely most of the players have forgotten. Um, but, Brian, who will you be playing today? I am Shtek. I won't be talking about that voice the whole time. Yes, uh, I'm reprising my role from three literal years ago as Steck, the lizard folk in the bottom of Undermountain. Um, and Peter says, Steck, is that you? So Steck has a dagger in his hand. Who are you? You're the people that have destroyed. Is that Peter Dragonforge? It's you us! know these people? Oh Remember so with the you. vampire Diane and the spider webs and the electricity? It was so creepy. Oh, this is so oh, much yeah. less creepy. Where did you meet these weird, smooth people? <laughs> Convey. <laughs> and I, I, I tell the story of how we met. Us. <laughs> if you Kroka listen back like to a past episode of a podcast, time. you... Asterisk. Uh, point See, of order, as a tiefling, I'm not completely smooth. She's speaking in general. <laughs> yes. It's, look, yeah. it's, it's racism is not always accurate. <laughs> it's <laughs> just racism. Yes. Okay. Uh, Kroka, Jade, you're here too? Hello, yes. good to see you. Oh, hey, Bash, how you doing, alligator boy? He, Wait. like, rolls over so you can rub his tummy. Ow, rub the I didn't know they could do that. Wow. Hmm. It's really impressive. We train them to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jane, just to fill you in, uh, since, since for everyone who has not listened to that episode recently from three years ago, uh, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Shostak uh, was basically kidnapped by a vampire and put in a jail cell, and Dragonforge and Associates let him go. Yep. Yes. That, that's the heart yep. of it? That's yep, the heart of it. Pretty much. There was also, a, yeah. there was also like a, a grumpy dwarf there, but we don't mm-hmm. talk about him. 
He, and I think that he could be around the next corner. Uh-oh. Um, but yes, Vampire Diane was, uh, in addition to being a vampire, was an aspiring mad scientist and was doing all kinds of weirdo experiments on whoever he could kidnap. Draining life uh, force from, using from like golden yeah. wires, yeah. and it was creepy, and we killed him. Yes. So yeah, And Croca looks like she now has more questions than answers, but doesn't say anything else. <laughs> Well, that makes sense. If you have more answers yeah. than questions, you just know things and you don't know what they mean. So, so Peter says to Croca, see, uh, we, we've met, we, we rescued him. We're not these people that you've been fighting. We actually came down here to uh, whatever it is. What do we come to? It's find these rogues who we're are bad. We're still and, working for Rutherford Umbrusk. And they had Umbrusk. stuff. And we're still mm-hmm. trying to find Rutherford Umbrusk, who we mentioned to you the last time. And you said you had no idea who that was. So we, here I we are. still don't. Here we are. So sec. You totally still have no idea who that is. So Yay. also, also, you're like, you guys have been looking for him for three years slash two weeks. Yeah. Are you any good at your jobs? <laughs> so, yeah, getting um, hit in the head by rocks has not made us remember no. him. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Peter, just to remind you of your motivation, uh, you uh, you want to find and question uh, Enda the rogue Enda, uh, as a right. as a former member of Rutherford's ill fated party. Uh, it is believed that she has some information that will lead to his whereabouts uh, and or remains. So, That's right. Yes, thank you. So, all of you are in a cave. You've turned over a lot of rocks. Uh, there's still like the the northern wall of the cave is completely collapsed with rocks, and it's possible that there might be more survivors uh, beyond. But it, that would take uh, a significant amount of excavation, which seems beyond your immediate uh, abilities uh, in terms of tools and number of survivors. <laughs> um, so the so only you're saying we shouldn't use magical abilities to deal with this. No. Okay. It's beyond I mean, my capabilities. Yes, yes and. Uh, yes and. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Fair. Fair. So we should get the lay of the land here. Wait, let's look at this cave and see if there's a way out. Because I assume we all want to, you know, none of us wanted to be down in these caves. We were up in the dungeon and now we're down here. There is. Nope. There's no exit from this cave. This adventure was uh, really inspired <laughs> by Sartre. Uh, we're just going to really get yes. to know each other. I, uh, I remember seeing a, a, a thing over that way. Yeah. Corridor. Yeah. R- R- Rizman saw a door to the, oh, oh, a tunnel to the east. Um, so how long were we out? So it's not a bottle episode. No, no. no uh, this is high budget. Uh, Malik, I don't know if you have any way of knowing. Well, do I feel like I could use my daily power again? Uh, let's say yes. Well, we were out for a while. Yeah. Hmm. It was a very restful rock slide, let's say. <laughs> and yet my healing searches are still gone. Most afternoon. Nope. Yeah, uh-huh. just a little cat nap. Afternoon so, dwarven nap. Are, yeah. are we able to see any exits from this room? It does seem like the, the cave uh, looks like it has a tunnel leading to the east. Let's get out of here. Shouldn't we still look for everybody else? Why? Uh, We're here. We're all that matters. Well, but you two might not have other friends here, but we do, and we are concerned about them. Yeah, I have plenty of other friends, and they will be fine. Uh, Uh, Peter, uh, I do have this teleportation ring that would allow one person to teleport anywhere in Undermountain that they've seen. You can do it once per day. I don't think we should do it yet, but we should keep it in mind. Okay. Hmm. Usually you can't tell. That's a one-way ticket, right? Yes. One-way ticket for one person. For one day. Mm. You can come back in a day. Yeah. With, yeah. like, sandwiches. 
<laughs> True. Which you'll need because those other people will just have been sitting there yeah, for a day. For a day. We will have not eaten for a day. Yeah. I'm also oh, concerned. Dash has been so slow since the collapse. I hate it. I'm concerned that if you teleport to where we were before, which you saw, you'll just be up there and then you'll fall back down to here. So. Yeah. Well, I, I could teleport all the way to the exit or at the you bottom could. of the big pit. Like. It's a really good ring. But the rest of us mm-hmm. would still be here. So let's investigate more and see if we can find. We can't, right. Obviously, this pile of rocks is too big for us. We've we've established, right, Tony, that, that we don't see anybody on our side of this giant rock slide who's still mm-hmm. alive. Or are there dead I, bodies it, it, in here, too? Or did we find a dead bee breaker de- or something? There do not appear to be any dead bodies. Right. Uh, it seems like perhaps that your best bet is to try and get around, circumnavigate around this collapsed passageway and find another way seems like probably you want to find another way north right we want to okay so we want to find mm-hmm. our friends and uh see if they're okay and uh then get to the surface so yeah i guess we should explore because we can't we can't go we can't dig through this giant mountain of rubble on here hopefully they are yeah. okay and we can get to them and Mella, these caverns you? may be unstable yes yeah with that there's a dramatic rumble as the the ceiling dr- drops a bunch of pebbles on you uh, Mela, mm. can you remind me of the exact uh nature of the magic ring you have uh the magic ring i have is called a horned ring and it says something very interesting <laughs> uh, mm. When you use a teleportation power, as long as the destination space is within range and you have seen the space before, you need no line of sight to that space. However, if you, if you attempt to teleport to an occupied space, the teleportation attempt fails and the power is expended. And it has a utility power. You teleport to any location in Undermountain you have seen before. Okay. And that's and so you do, not need to be, you do not need to be in Undermountain in order to do that was the, right. the thing I... All right. It's, it's really because so, it is it is somewhat questionable right now if you are in Undermountain or not, because you're in like a cave system below the dungeon oh, uh, designed man. by the wizard. Well, I so. don't know what the like city zoning people say <laughs> about Undermountain. I feel like I'm under. A yeah, mountain. we got we're going to have to bring, we're gonna have to bring this ring up to a uh, to the council, uh, to the committee for zoning and really <laughs> get this ironed out. There's a lot of ma- there's a lot of zoning laws baked yep. into magic that people never talk do- about. It does not teleport me to this area. It is Farmer Jones. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, all right. So do you want to travel to the east through the yes. only exit to this cave that I've mentioned four times? Let's let's do that. OK. OK. Uh, so uh, it seems like Dragonforge and Associates is heading east. Uh, Shastek and Kroka. Also, I guess Bash. I don't know if Bash gets a vote. Are you following them for now? I think I'd like to ma- follow them. What do you say? Yeah, I think maybe we let them go first. <laughs> you know, plumb yeah. the depths a little bit. Mm-hmm. Can I do a check to see how what? Because we live down here. Can I check? Do a yep. check to see if I know where we are? Yeah, give me a quick uh, dungeoneering check. Dungeoneering. That's a eight. <laughs> Uh, this area seems totally unrecognizable to you. I, yeah, I have no idea where we are, Kroka. As we're walking uh, towards, despite the east, living in Undermountain all your life, this it seems like probably you've never been in the tunnels underneath the room where you are fighting. I asked uh, Shastek uh, and Kroka, but um, basically, were you in where we were last? Was uh, there were lizard people fighting with a bunch of rogues? Um, were you in that room or did you, was this cave out, cave in long, you know, larger than that? Is this a, is this a bigger part of Undermountain that's just collapsed? Where were you before the lights went out? I remember (laughs) back to the thing (laughs) and I know that 
Tony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Kroka and Shastek, you were there for the fight. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know how engaged you were on the fight. You may have been, like, hanging yeah. out on the edges, uh, but certainly you were either in that big chamber or okay. immediately adjacent to and it. And we just walked into the room. I'm going to say Shtek was fighting because I have all of my equipment already. Yes. So, yeah. And, you okay. know, maybe in the in the flurry of battle, you did not recognize Shastek, and Shastek didn't see you, because right. maybe Shastek was very focused on the rogues. Uh, but yes, uh, you, were, right. you were up there. Okay. When the, when the well, ceiling came down. Let's mosey to the uh, east, then. All right, you head to the east, you hear the sound of running water. Uh, there appears to be uh, kind of a, a little underwater stream with a waterfall uh, that kind of cuts across the passage. And uh, it looks like uh, on the other side of the stream, uh, there's actually, um, it looks like it, it kind of transitions from tunnel into dungeon, and there's a, like a door built into the, uh, the cavern wall. Hmm. Can I take a look over the ledge down the waterfall? Yep. What does Shtek see? Uh, the water seems to go down basically, uh, you know, I mean, it, pr- presumably there's, it's not a bottomless pit, but it sure looks bottomless from here. Uh, the water is falling quite a distance into a dark crevasse. I turn around to the rest of the group and say, it's a waterfall. And I say to Shostek, everybody cool. and everybody else, everybody be careful. I find the transition points between cave and dungeon the most dangerous. I read it in a book. Okay. <laughs> uh how deep is the water uh it it uh, do you want to like test it somehow deep how enough like for a lestin or a lestrin to I, drown in it i just saying anyway can i can i see it like you know can i see the bottom of it yeah you know it looks like it's not that deep it's it's really kind of it's it's a stream not a river though it is moving pretty quickly okay uh like deep like two feet deep like a foot deep let's say it's, it's two feet deep over my head okay not over your head two feet i i don't think that's over your head i I don't think so i think i'm i think i'm like three feet no i'm three nine yeah so that's like up to my chest yep you want to just ford the river uh mm, i'm gonna let somebody (laughs) taller do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) so uh i quote now from the book of dungeons and dragons Mm. uh I don't, I don't, this never goes great if for you, me. If you, if you move at least two squares before making a jump, you can divide your jump check by five, and that's the number of squares you can jump. Okay. If that's you want to, if you want to jump over this. Oh, and I, I can also, uh, move one less when forced to move. And apparently. it's based on your so athletics check. So basically, mm-hmm. if, if you, if you had no athletics bonus, what, what would we need, Tony? We would need a 15. Yeah. Is this, is this, uh, cause it's like the, I don't know, it looks like it's two squares wide, but it's across three squares. So is it two? Yeah. We need three? Yeah, you need three. Ugh. Um, can I inspect the water to see if it looks like it's mundane water just moving quickly? Yep. Go for it. You're going to give me some kind of arcana or nature check, maybe? Nature check. Uh, that's a 21. Yep. Just, it seems like mundane water moving quickly. Do cool. do you think that I could send Bash like halfway through the water so we can frogger it? Oh my gosh, are you using Bash <laughs> as a log? I've I mean, never I've seen as a dungeon master, I turn logs into alligators. As a player, you've turned an alligator <laughs> into a log. But, but in Frogger, if you land on the alligator, you die. Right. This is really a pitfall situation. We just have to jump when its mouth yeah. isn't open. <laughs> Well, that's because Frogger and the crocodile were not allies. Uh, oh, okay. So Frogger is really anti-crocodile propaganda, um, is what you're saying. <laughs> Correct, yes. Who programmed uh, Frogger? 
Look at it. It's, you know. Cool. The frogs? Yeah. Um, Follow the money, people. <laughs> yes. It's the frog lobby. Man, man, season 12 of The Wire was wild. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, does it look like I could walk across the water and ford it without, like, falling over? Like, uh, it looks, I think it seems, seems uncertain if you, I think, I think you could confidently look at this and be like, hmm, that's moving pretty quickly. Uh, I'm not sure if I would get knocked over trying to get across this or not. Okay. Um, so, ba- Bash is an aquatic creature, so Bash seems, uh, potentially well-suited to this situation, but you yeah. were going to ask a question, Rizwan? Uh, does anybody have rope? And All of send- your rope was lost in the... <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> my adventuring kit. Are you no, sure? No, you all still have rope. All right. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got rope. Um, so, uh, hey, uh, Kroka, do you mind if I give some of this one end of the rope to Bash, and then they can swim across, and maybe then we can use the rope to... I thought we were going to frogger it. Uh, eh? I th- I think that might work for the little people, but you know, there's a dragonborn. I I don't think dragonborns can necessarily comfortably walk across alligators. I'm no scientist. Where's their Where's their um, dragonborn? Where Where? You guys are lizard folk. I thought. Oh, are you a? I sorry. I thought that someone said that they also had lizard like skin. Oh no, uh, tiefling. Tief- uh, tiefling. It's not a tiefling. It's not quite. There, there is a. Gotcha. There is a. The, there are dragon folk is buried on the other side of the wall somewhere. I there see. is a. There gotcha. is a dragonborn in the but, group. They are not gotcha. the recovered people. Okay. But um, unfortunately, I have demonic ancestry, right. which gives well, my skin. Uh, okay, oh, we sorry. we can give ro- <laughs> we can give rope to to Bash. Bash will know what to do. Okay, great, yes. <laughs> great. Um. Bash eats the first rope you give him. God damn it, Bash. See, I, oh, I no, told no, you. Oh, no, that's bad for him. You gotta pull it back out. You can't let him swallow oh, the rope. Oh, no. Gotta take him to bed. Someone debug Bash. Oh. Aww. Um, um. So, yeah. Can, can we give Bash some rope? Yeah, yeah. And have Bash yeah, swim uh, across. Tie tie a little knot around Bash's tail, and uh... Uh, this is this seems like a complicated task for an alligator. Uh, Croker, <laughs> can you give me a nature check to see how much how your success at conveying this elaborate multi part plan to an alligator? Uh, that's a crit. All right, I'll allow these shenanigans to continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have the ability to move Bash around on the map, right? Uh, yes, yes, I All do. All right. So, so, uh, so what's say... Bash trying to do is Bash, we've abandoned log plan and the plan is just to carry a rope across. Yes. So, um, I give the rope to Bash in his powerful jaws. He does he have vice-like jaws. To... He does. Yeah. He's going to swim across. Uh, does Bash, do you have uh, the info to do an athletics check for Bash? I know it's not a full character. I um, No, I definitely do. Um, and like a strength his... check. Yeah, his strength is seventeen, so oh. he's he's pretty beefy, stronger beefy than boy. me. Oh, he's an alligator. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so that's ten. All right, uh, Bash uh, manages to get across the river. Maybe maybe gets pushed downstream a little bit, uh, but Bash uh, scampers up onto the sides of the bank uh, on the other side. Uh, still trailing the rope. Uh, too bad none of you specified that you were holding on to the other end of the rope, so now your rope is on the other <laughs> side of the... No. Croco, were you holding on to the rope? I was holding on to the rope, yes. Okay. So, so, so now we're like... This. So you now have a rope uh, across leading across here. the the, uh, the river. 
Yeah. And Great. so so Bash is holding it, I'm holding it, and we do set it up far from the waterfall port. <laughs> as yeah. close as we can get to not the plunging to our death spit. Yeah, so that the upstream part where Is there a place we can like tie it up? Uh there does this this uh this cavern is significantly not <laughs> up to OSHA standards. There's no guardrails. Uh and there you know what? I'll say uh you find there is a uh there's a stalactite on on your side of the cavern. There's nothing on Bash's side of the cavern. How about that? Okay. I I, just, vote- I, I realize like there's running water here. There's probably all kinds of rock formations. Right. Yeah. I vote for tying it up to the stalactite, and I I try to uh, or stalagmite, I guess, because it's stalagmite, not stalactite. Um, <laughs> I give it. A this is yank. a world of fantasy. Thank you. <laughs> it's a stalag floor, please. <laughs> it is a stalactite, but somehow it's coming from the floor anyway. It's very. Disturbing. I've already forgotten what I've said, but I know it was wrong. <laughs> so, never know I'm, which is which. Does I'm gonna, not matter. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pull in it a little bit to see if it takes mm-hmm. my weight. Uh yeah, it seems good. Great. Uh I'm gonna just go for it then. Uh I tell everybody I'm gonna I'm gonna go across. Um using the rope. Alright. Uh I'm gonna say everybody makes a strength check. I have significantly lowered what you would need to do to get across the river because you have a rope to hold on to as opposed to just trying to like brute force it. Um eleven. Alright, you get across. Great. Uh Shtak got a ten. Uh you are across. Yay! I have gotten whatever this number is. I got a nine. Is that with your modifier? Yes. Okay. Uh, Melek- I'm not strong. I'm a wizard. <laughs> is what you yell as you, as you uh. fail to hold onto the rope and are carried downstream. Now I'm uh, hysterical and I'm wet. <laughs> yes. Uh, M- Malik is always hysterical, but this time he's the other kind of hysterical. Uh, Malik is being carried downstream uh, by a, a rushing river that's not that deep. I, I, um, lunge, for, I lunge for him. All right. Uh, give me a quick athletics check. I know I should have just burned that teleportation hey. on getting across this stream. Uh, Rizwin, you are now also in the river holding on to Malik. <laughs> Uh, but at least I'm like really slow to go down because I'm being forced yes, to move. Yes, and in oh, fact, I'm accidentally dunking you as I try to <laughs> this stay is, out of the people. Water this is a common uh, life saving thing: is that a lot of people unfortunately drown trying to save other people's lives. Hello, we're transitioning into the educational component of Total Party Kill. When you're trying to save somebody's life when they are drowning in an underground river, uh, it's important don't let that person grab onto you. Use something like a stick or even a piece of clothing, or but just something because. Out. A rope? A rope would be great. A rope is almost designed for this situation. Um, An alligator? Really anything that they can grab onto (laughs) you so they don't grab onto you and panic and pull you both under. Thankfully, in this case, Rizwin is a dwarf and is able to uh, halt some force movement. So, uh, Rizwin, your dwarven roots are the only thing uh, keeping both of you alive as this river tries to push you toward a bottomless pit. I have a physics question real quick. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you teleport do, out of the river and leave no, Rizwin there, I'm not. I have a. I have a question. <laughs> yes. Do dwarves float like a cork, or are they so dense that Rizwin I'm, just kind of sinks to I'm the wearing, bottom? I'm wearing chainmail. Okay. And I'm three foot nine, so thank you very much. I can put my feet down. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two yes. foot water. They, they don't. They don't float. Uh, Peter. Peter uh, throws them a rope. From the Another shore. rope? Are you guys keeping Another. track of all your rope? I've got a rope, and this is my rope. Uh, there are other right. kinds of rope, but this one is mine. 
The other okay. guys are also all hempen. Uh, Shistek and Croker are just watching the situation, not very impressed by all of you. Um, Why did you, you not... gym class when you were a kid? Come on. Yeah. Why yeah. did you not hold the rope? Yes. <laughs> this uh, is the plan. <laughs> Peter, let me ask you a question. Who are you throwing the rope to? You got two people there. Uh, well, I think I can see Melek because he's taller, so I'm going to throw it at Melek. I got all these right. long, spindly, useless arms. Uh, Peter, what do you think? Is throwing a rope athletics or acrobatics? I think it's athletics. All right, throw that rope. That's a five. <laughs> can I can I reach for the rope too? <laughs> please, and please. I would say that catching it is definitely a history roll. <laughs> oh, uh, you you know, you know what's history, Melik? You. Uh, How was that? I All used right. diplomacy to convince the rope to do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you convince yourself to do a good job? <laughs> all right peter you panic and throw the rope totally not near them thankfully rizwin uh rolled a 14 and uh and grabbed the rope uh rizwin do you want to give me another athletics check sure uh 12 all right rizwin you haul yourself and melek out of the river back onto the side where peter was uh thanks for the rope that was great everybody i helped great uh Technic let's... technically you helped by being a person there with rope thank you peter and thank you rizwin and thank you, Jack's just eating popcorn on the other side of the river. Like, hey, come on over. No problem. Why don't we tie a rope to Melik, all of us cross, and then we just pull him across? <laughs> I'll just lie on the ground. Tony, mechanically, would you call this shallow water? Yeah, I guess so. Do you have some shallow water related skill? Yep, um, because the lizard folk among us have swamp walk, so uh, we ignore difficult terrain in mud or shallow water. Okay. Does that make it easier for us to get across? Heck, heck yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so Kroka just like stares at everyone, like, "What is wrong with you people?" And then starts walking across. All right, give me an athletics check for Kroka. Um, so that is fourteen. All right, Kroka, you you just kind of scamper across. I don't know. Depending on the type of lizard you are, maybe you run along the surface of the water. Um, <laughs> Can Jack make things any easier for the other people on the left side of the river by taking the rope from Bash and making it maybe like more tight or, uh, you know, slightly sure. better hold on? Uh, yeah. I or, mean, I feel like now that there's somebody with opposable thumbs on the side of the river, you yeah. might as well not delegate that to <laughs> an alligator. Can can we also just take 20 to go very carefully across the rope? Um, sure. Is that a thing we we'll, can do? We'll read the rules. Yeah. I feel <laughs> like we have embarrassed you all enough. Uh, you eventually, you're all crowded on the other side of the, uh, of the, the stream. Great. Um, so you'll, uh, I guess, uh, you'll leave that rope tied to the stalactite there. Uh, but Bash is no longer in charge of a rope. So. Demotion. Somebody's going to come across it later and they're going to be like, cool. And they're going to try to use it as a rope swing to get across. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are really setting up a dangerous situation for somebody that else. That person is going to then they'll belly flop and they'll slide and they'll die. Yeah. Oh, well. Mm -hmm. All right. You have reached the most exciting part of Dungeons and Dragons. There is a door that I is currently closed. All right. So we all take at least four or five attempts to disarm any traps. And then we're going to investigate the lock. And then once we open it, we're going to open it very slowly. What do I'm you say? Okay. Listen at the door. All right. We need I got a more orc barbarians. In uh, our the door sounds like it's made out of door fine no. dwarven fine dwarven this, craftsmanship this door is door it's fine let's just go yeah door fabric yeah uh so uh rizwin has listened to the door ogma will protect us yeah oh great 
<laughs> Anyone else want to do anything? Stack would this, like to open the door. This would be All a right. weird door to trap. I don't know why they would be trapping <laughs> this. Melek says as he reaches for the knob, which eats his hand. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. All right. Th- this team has not seen this. Check out this. Uh, I'm going to open the door. Watch this. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> Let Tony open the door. The, the people, the people listening, the can't map. see that I just made the door flip from closed to open. This is the the fancy graphics we have here. Animation. Uh, Magical. Yeah, it's technically is an animation. It's two frames. That's right. So <laughs> the minimum required definition for animation. <laughs> Uh, the room beyond does not appear to be a cavern, but appears to be more of a d- of a dungeon uh, construction. You know, lots of right angles. Uh, you know, nice ten by ten squares on the floor. Uh, and in particular, this room seems to be uh, crowded with bookcases, lots and lots of bookcases. And uh, give me a quick perception check, everybody. Uh, passive perception or regular perception? Regular, regular perception. perception. I, I like to make people roll things. Okay. Three. Melek sees nothing. I see 21. Books. I'm just dazzled by books. Uh, 25. 25. Wow, lizard lizard folks slash the people who play these lizard folk are great at perception. 17. Yeah, high five. I'm All right. Rizwin and Peter, uh, you think you hear something? Uh, maybe sounds like a bird. Uh, Shistek and Kroka, you got above 20. Uh, you see something small kind of dart uh, across from one bookshelf to the other. I'm just going to reveal a little bit more of the uh, the chamber. Uh, it's low lit. Uh, lo- it is unlit, but I, I assume that at this point, some of you have torches. Um, um, so you can't, I have low you light can't vision. Quite, and you have low light vision. So, I'm going to go look um, at the books. Me too. Yeah. So I'm going to just reveal more. Uh, Riz, when looking around, you can see there is a uh, another door on the far eastern side. It also looks like there might be some kind of passageway to the uh, southeast. It looked like a wall has kind of collapsed there. So, so Crocus uh, R- is out loud because she saw something moving. Um, uh, something is weird in this room and sends Bash in the direction of these shadows. Okay. Um, Rizwin, you're looking at the books. Um, there are ancient books here. Uh, it looks like they're mainly, uh, you, you flip through them. Some of them are not in languages that you understand. Um, but just based on context clues, it seems like they're, uh, m- mainly kind of historical tomes talking about wars and battles and geography from places that you have never heard of or seen. Hmm. Uh, does it seem like there's any discernible order? Like, is there a, a Dewey Undermountain? order or something uh things here have are do not seem very well maintained and you know some of the books are sideways or they've been put in with the like spine going in and the pages out which that doesn't make any sense and stuff is stacked and some of the shelves have like lots of books crammed into one place and then other shelves are empty so yeah this is the it would say the opposite of any kind of uh Mm. any any well-organized structure okay so i see nothing related to my clan per se for example nope nope okay Anything that looks like it's about the history of Undermountain? Uh, yeah, you, you. There does seem to be a book here that seems to be. Uh, it is labeled a history of Undermountain. Love it. Hmm. I take it with my mage hand. Okay, as your mage hand picks up the book and it starts to float toward you, uh, the book squirms and gets out of the mage hand and flaps and flies away. The library is never well, going to believe this. That's what you call a kid that reads a lot. Book squirm. Did, I heard a squawk earlier, right? Yes. Yeah. There, there was. You heard some noises, like things moving, and oh. Shastek and and Kroka saw something move. I thought you said I heard something bird-like. 
Uh, yeah, like like the flapping of wings. Hmm. Does it sound I, a lot like that flapping book? It sounds exactly like that flapping. I book. would like to examine a book and see if this another this other book I'm looking at appears to really be a book or is some kind of flapping thing. Uh, all right, you pick another book. What's the book title of this book? Um, it's a, a loot practice book number two for people who are trying to learn loot. Okay, uh, you look at loot practice book number two. As far as you can tell, it appears to be a book. Hmm. It's you know, it's a little, it's a little old. It's got some water damage. Um, you know, big copyright disclaimer on the front page. Hmm. Uh, Sheck would like to look at one of the books on this bookshelf where he is. All right, what do you what what's on that? What's the title of that book that you pull off the shelf? It is uh, Epitaph of the Twilight. It is an epic poem. <laughs> Um, so this, this book is kind of, kind of ratty. It looks like it's, it's taken some damage. Uh, maybe something has eaten part of the, the, the binding. Um, but it, it appears to be a book. It does squirm a little in your hands. That seems weird. Yeah. And I drop it and kick it, it uh, across the room. Hey. As you, you, you kick it and it kind of jumps into the air and flaps around and ah. finds a home, finds a home on another shelf. I look up. Is there like a bunch of flapping books up on the ceiling? Uh, there's a couple books up on top of the bookshelves that are kind of flapping about, yeah. Cool. Um, Kroka has had quite enough of this and is confidently striding towards the exit. Uh, which way is the exit? Oh, is there a door here? There's Can a door to that? the east. There's a hole in the wall to the southeast. I'm kind okay. of curious about the hole in the wall, personally. Oh, they've got great food. You can get a cheesesteak, you can get a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's real authentic. They, they do delivery, as I recall. With uh oh god um swamp dash mm-hmm. no sewer dash sewer dash yeah sewer dash uh you you're certainly free to go wherever you want Peter you're still hanging out in the doorway afraid of all these books yeah I don't I don't like flapping books that looks really creepy I'm gonna keep examining the books all right what's the title of the next book you pull off the shelf I like uh, this game <laughs> this one looks like it's a, a book on the exploits of Drizzt. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, as soon as you go to, you know, it's got a bunch of really great uh, illustrations in it. Uh, but the book, you know, you're, you're taking a moment to kind of really look over. This book seems to be in like, it's like in mint condition. It was in like a vellum envelope. Uh, and it's, it's got like a little seal of approval on it. Uh, but after a little bit of time, the, uh, the book uh, kind of uh, flaps up above your head and lands on another shelf. Hmm. This makes it very difficult to read. Is there any place to like sit down in this library? This library seems to be free of seating areas, sadly. Okay. So Peter is going to walk in, and he's going to head over toward this other door to mm-hmm. investigate it and see uh, what the deal is. Is there nothing else to the to the north or the south? There is not. Uh, there is a, there. Well, there's a hole in the wall with it looks like kind of a cave beyond it to the south where Shastek is. All right. Uh, but there's nothing to the north. Uh, so I'm going to come over to these doors and inspect them. But before I do that, I get distracted because I see that there's a book. Uh, on the shelf next to me and it is uh it is like all about everything you ever wanted to know about bahamut but were afraid to ask it is uh, it is volume one of everything you want to know about <laughs> bahamut it, and looking at it it's weird this this area of the library is in slightly more order uh it's the first volume of a 10 series volume a 10 volume series uh each of them is uh in uh bound in black leather with like gold embossing um and it looks great, Peter. And I say, hey, everybody, I have this. I have these books. My dad has these books at home. 
This is awesome. This is the best set of books. What's it doing down here? That's really weird. Strangely, that's the only books in here that aren't interesting because we already have copies of them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It, imagine this deep magical world I, with haunted books, and you have imagined books that are also available in your dad's I, den. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we're Bahamut worshippers. <laughs> the so surface. We, the guy, the guy came to the door and said, "I can. We'll send you a new volume every month for ten months." And oh, we okay. Said, yes. When I was a kid, you had to buy them at the supermarket, and they'd have one a month. So. Oh, interesting. Well, this is door to door in uh, mm. in, in Waterdeep. So uh, I look inside the front cover to see if there's sort of like one of those little things where they write down who's checked it out. Uh, there's just there. It's it says uh, there's kind of a uh, owned by, uh, but there's kind of an, an incomparable uh, uh, signature. It looks like the first letter is like a heavily stylized H, and then it's a little unclear after that. Owned by H. This book is well, owned by H. H. Something. Hmm. H. Right. Mm-hmm. This book to you, brought to you by the letter H. Well, I put it back on the shelf, and I would like to investigate the door to see uh, what I can see, if this is mm-hmm. a safe door, if it has a lock, if all of those I'm going to follow Peter. The, the book adjusts itself to be perfectly in line with its nine uh, volume series. Okay. So, uh, Shistak, what were you doing over there? Uh, I would like to investigate the books immediately opposite this big hole in the wall. Maybe they staged a coup and flew into the wall at the same time and blew out a hole. I want to look at the books here. Uh, the books do not look like uh, they have. <laughs> they do not look like they have staged a coup. Are um, they all books about prison escapes? Yeah, well, it's it's like a mixture of prison escapes and workers' rights and uh, some really great tones on on Dun- Dungeons and Dragons Marxism. Um, so, um, but th- no, there does not seem to be any connection between the books here and the uh, the cavern wall that has collapsed to the south. Uh, just looking there briefly, you can see uh, there appears to be just kind of a small alcove uh, off of the the uh, corner of the library. Here, you see some mushrooms, uh, and you hear the sound of kind of uh, some kind of dripping liquid. Ooh, I collect the mushrooms. Uh, you collect some of the mushrooms. Give me a lizard folk nature check. Lizard folk nature check. It's the most exciting nature check. It's a 17. Uh, yeah, you collect, uh, you are well-versed in the varieties of mushrooms that might grow in Undermountain. You collect a, a few. Some of them you know would be uh, could be converted into poison. Some of them might be important ingredients for some uh, medicinal uses. And some of them are just nutritious and delicious when prepared appropriately. Mmm. Bon Appetit's best mushrooms. So, uh, it does look like the cave kind of twists a little bit around the corner uh, into a, a deeper, darker alcove kind of to the northeast. Okay. Uh, uh, Shek is Peter, uncomfortable Peter. and goes back to the group. Okay. <laughs> Peter, you're hey guys, up by I the found door. Mushrooms. Yep. Oh, what kind of mushrooms? Uh, this mushroom and this mushroom. And ooh, this one has pretty spots on it. That's poison. Oh, hmm. I like that mushroom. <laughs> Here you go. And I give it to uh, Kroka. All right. Thank what, you. What do, I, uh, what do I roll, Tony, to check out this door? Perception. Perception. That is a. 11. Uh, the door does not seem to have any obvious traps. Uh, you think you hear footsteps beyond the door. Hmm. Who I... can quietly open a door? The people that are buried alive on the yeah. other side of a rock wall. We have a friend named Flessa who's excellent at that sort of thing. Yeah, She's Dick, very she quiet and has no sense of personal safety. <laughs> I'm sorry, Shek was summoned? Uh, Shek, I was wondering, uh, what's what what what? Where did you get those mushrooms? Oh, from the uh, hole in the wall down there. They have really great food, including oh. these mushrooms. Uh, not not this one though. This one is poison. 
Oh, uh, I will not eat that then. Um, should is there anything else down there or just just mushrooms? It went off a little ways. I was I didn't want to go there without all of you, but I figured this door was more interesting. What do y'all say? Do we want to go to the door or this pathway I found well, uh, we're to trying, the southeast? We're trying to get around to the north, right, to see mm. if we can find our friends who are mm-hmm. buried in the rock fall. So I feel like going to the south is maybe not the right mm. approach. Well, although we I are leaving all... we are leaving the the cave system by coming this way. Do we, do we have a uh do we have a good sense of direction down here? Oh, Peter always knows what direction no. to go. That's why he's our leader. <laughs> well, uh, this, you... this way has footsteps, and that way, no footsteps. Mm, so so I say that Ooh, way. I like the no footsteps. Okay. Yeah. yeah, me too. Let's go Follow to no... me! Let's check out the cave, then. We're actually then, looking uh, for somebody down here, though. Maybe we should go where there are people. Mm, I'm following Shtick. <laughs> Peter is going to see if he can peek, just peek out the door and see who's out there. Uh, okay. Uh, so, uh, everybody else, or oh, sorry, let me just confirm. Malik, where are you going? Um, I'm not going first. I'm but waiting. Where, where, if where, everybody which is direction going, were you going in? I was just standing in the middle of the room until everybody went in a direction that I was going to follow them. Don't All start right. with me. I'm not Fair going enough. anywhere yet. <laughs> so, uh, Rizwin, Shastak, Kroka, followed by Bash, uh, go off to explore further into that little c- cavern to the south. Uh, Melek stands in the middle of the library, uh, trying to Stop. figure out what to go next. And Peter, uh, having been left unsupervised, uh, decides to open the door <laughs> that everyone well, no, was afraid I, again, to open. Just, just trying to, just a little crack, just to see if I can see what's going on on the other side of the door. All right. Allow me to animate the door for you. Not that much. Um, well, I, it's only got two frames, Jason. So um, that's this is what I got. Uh, Peter Dragonforge cracks the door open. Uh, beyond is a long hallway with many doors leading off of it. Uh, and face to face with Peter Dragonforge, oh, well, no. maybe not face to face, is a very strange sight. Uh, it's what appears to be uh, a mechanical scorpion. Uh, and the mechanical scorpion is looking at you with its little robot eyes. Uh, what horrible fate has Peter Dragonforge unearthed this time? Why do we let him do anything on his own? <laughs> Will oh, Melek be the I first know. to die? For answers to questions such as these, tune in next time to Dragonforge and Associates and watch Peter get killed by a scorpion that's a robot. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>